www.ebay.com. Your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440, KYCR, Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. A second woman has come forward to accuse Virginia's Lieutenant Governor Justin Fairfax of sexual assault. This second accuser is saying in a statement that the attack took place when she and Mr. Fairfax were students at Duke University. Meredith Watson's lawyers say that former classmates can also contemporaneously corroborate the incident. Mr. Fairfax has already issued a statement in response describing the latest allegations as, in his words, demonstrably false. Earlier this week, California college professor Vanessa Tyson accused Fairfax of an assault in 2004 during the Democratic National Convention. Fairfax has labeled that allegation as a political smear. George Bonzani reporting. A winter storm is pounding Washington State, forcing a cancellation of 200 flights in Seattle yesterday. Officials trying hard to get people off the streets and into shelters during the nation's latest bout of winter weather. This is SRN News. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too, until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now, 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Have you experienced anxiety, fear, shame, and embarrassment from owing back taxes? Hi, I'm Kathy Hill, founder of Tax Tiger. If you happen to have unpaid or unfiled taxes, I'm here to offer you some hope. Tax Tiger can protect you from the IRS, release wage and bank levies, and negotiate awesome settlements. Above all, Tax Tiger is a company which operates based on Christian principles. If you have an IRS problem, call us today at 612-888-9522 for a free consultation. You can trust Tax Tiger to provide an honest evaluation of your situation. If we can save you money, we'll explain how and answer all of your questions so you'll know exactly where you stand. Call Tax Tiger today at 612 612- You could be closer to financial freedom than you think, and you need a tiger on your side. That number again is 612-888-9522 or visit us online at taxtiger.com. Join Dr. King Banyan as he shows you economic charts, graphs, and other visual aids you can't see on the radio here on Business 1440. Capitalism is is not um, immoral. It's amoral. It requires our instruction. Mm. Capitalism has taken more people out of poverty than any other ism, but it is a wild beast, and if not tamed, it can chew up a lot of people. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. 
Business 1440. All right. Good to be with you. So, everybody's been having some fun, uh, poking fun, uh, who are critics of uh, the, the Democratic majority in the U.S. House of Representatives, have been having fun with uh, the Green New Deal announcements of... Um, of Jeff Merkley uh, and uh, and uh, Alexandra Ocasio Cortez, um, who um, rushed out what can only be considered an early draft of a resolution that promises legislation that might that might but probably won't pass even one chamber of the legislature, let alone be signed into law. It is, it is a heck of a lot of noise about not very much, and it's political. It's a it's political theater. It's it's grandstanding. It is easy for me to make claims about something that I never have to act on. Um, I, as listeners may know, King Bang and I'm dean of the School of Public Affairs, St. Cloud State, but not many years ago. I was a member of the of the state House of Representatives here in Minnesota from the St. Claude area, and we were in the and and when I was running for office, the the House was in the minority. We were in the minority in the House. Uh, I ran as a Republican. Um, we were in the minority in the House, and so it wasn't terribly difficult for me to think about things that I could propose as bills that could have been fairly extreme if I could go to some extreme because I never had to think through the very issue of so how would we exactly do that because we might actually be able to pass that into law um, in the year I ran the, the control of both the House and the Senate were flipped from uh, were flipped from uh, DFL's Republican control so all of a sudden the legisl- legislation I was talking about needed to become something that was operational because there was at least a, a re, there was at least a 50/50 chance if we could convince the DFL governor then Mark Dayton to sign it that we would actually get it into law. And so all of a sudden you have to kind of pulling your claws a little bit and and you know and pause and actually think about how do i write the actual legislation to do what i think needs to happen that is not what this is and the actual legislation to do what happens here would be immensely complex and requires you to know tons of things about the world that you don't really know For example, uh, listener Don sends me a link to a piece that uh, that written by uh, by uh, Tom Stewart at the Center of the American Experiment, uh, where where I, I I still hold a title, although I haven't done much work for them over the last couple of years. Guys, you know my phone number; you can call. Uh, but uh, Tom points out a AAA study that was. Published in the uh, published in the Star Tribune just this past just this past week, uh, or as actually published by the Associated Press, picked up in the Star Tribune, uh, and it reads that 
Cold temperatures can sap electric car batteries, temporarily reducing their range by more than 40% when interior heaters are used, a new study found. Now, let me just say, when I'm in my car and it is 10 below zero and I forget to put my gloves on, one thing I do not forget to turn on is the defroster. Another thing I don't forget to turn on is what I politely refer to as the bun warmer. And if you don't know what that is, it's the heated car seat. And I run them without the slightest bit of guilt over whether or not I'm contributing to global warming. Okay? Um, I, I, I frequently quote a line that I can't actually say on radio, but I'll, I'll, so I'll have to edit it by Drew Carey, who was at, in his, the old days of the Drew Carey show many years ago when he was on primetime primetime with his own comedy show sitcom um was being scolded for turning turning up the heat in his apartment you know and and the the person who's criticizing him says says you're you're gonna you're gonna cause global warming think of the grandkids think of your grandchildren and his answer his answer was something to the effect of to heck with the grandchildren i'm cold now that's how i feel when i'm in the car and it's 10 below zero and and I'm not thinking about my my grandson when I when I punch up the defroster and flip on the bun warmer. Now, folks like folks like uh, uh, Ms. Representative Ocasio Cortez would like me to use electric cars. Here in Minnesota, that might be an issue. I continue. The study of five electric vehicles by AAA found that temp- high temperature can can also cut battery range, but not nearly as much as the cold. The range returns to normal and more comfortable temperatures. Many owners discovered the range limitations last week when much of the country was in the grips of a polar vortex. Owners of vehicles made by manufacturers including Tesla, the top-selling electric vehicle in the United States, complained on social media about reduced range and frozen door handles during the cold snap. Tom adds, AAA tested electric car... AAA tested electric cars' battery capacity down to 20 degrees. Nowhere near as cold as the minus 40 temperatures recorded in some parts of Minnesota, but cold enough to cause problems. When the temperature tumbled to 20 degrees in Hickory, North Carolina, near Charlotte, Jason Hughes noticed the range fell. Noticed the range fall when he drove his Tesla 3 on the commute from home to work. It would easily it would easily use double the amount of power for that 15-mile trip. Uh, the company said that based on data collected from its cars on the road, according this is Tesla, the average Model S customer doesn't experience ne- anywhere near that degrees, decrease in range. I want to know how many people are driving. I've seen Teslas here in St. Cloud. I haven't. I have to say, I haven't seen them in the last week. Let me ask you this: Would I own a Tesla? Uh, let me tell you: Would I own a Tesla? Would you own a Tesla? Possibly. Would you have a backup car? Teslas are not cheap. Even after you get the the extraordinary discounts that were provided by. Uh, by the Tax Act in 2009 to provide some incentives for the building of electric vehicles as part of uh, the Obama administration's push for green energy. 
Would you have a backup plan? Yeah, uh, you probably do. I I could see myself owning one. They're cool cars. I, I, I've i sat in one. I haven't driven it, but I've sat in one. And I, when it's traveling, and it's, it's lovely, it's quiet, it's got lots of electronics inside it, it's cool. It is. But if that's all I had, and it was minus 15 when I got in the car this morning to drive over here to campus to do this show, and I was thinking about going back out to that car, I probably wouldn't be so nervous because I only live three miles from campus. I mean, even if it took away 70% of the battery strength, I probably could make it home. But then I'd have to wait for it to recharge, and I wouldn't be able to get to the gym or get out to lunch or get to uh, get to my Bible study tonight. I couldn't do any of those things, probably. I'd probably need the backup car. So just one example. Just one example of the kinds of things that might have to happen in order to make the New Deal happen. Okay, So with, there's lots of criticism of that. Let me move on, though, to my main point. Don't focus on the green part of the Green New Deal. Focus on the New Deal part. Because the New Deal is always talked about in the history books. Particularly, I, particularly, I talked about, I, I, I picked McConnell for a reason. I told you about Paul Samuel's statement. Anybody can serve as the head of the Council of Economic Advisors or the Chair of Federal Reserve as long as I get to write the, te- the principles textbook. McConnell wrote principles textbooks. And therefore, between Samuelson and McConnell, I would argue they had the majority, the majority of the impact, uh, a majority of the impact on many, many people who studied a little economics, which includes most of the people we're talking about, including Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez. Okay, and Senator Merkley. I, I they, they read. They probably. She was an econ major, so she had more than just the principles. He, I don't know, I don't know what, I don't know what his educational background is, but I'm willing to concede he probably had a principles of economics class, and it probably was either Samuelson or McConnell, because he's of the age where those were the two, those were the two largest selling principles textbooks, and so they influence the way you think, and they make you believe that Keynesian economic policies would be valuable. And when I, I tell my students. I teach you the Keynesian stuff not because I believe it, but because when you talk to folks who have hair my color, that's what they're thinking, and if you're going to have a conversation with them, you have to know how they think. So what, is, what do history books say about the New Deal? They say, they say, well, the U.S. economy was in a deep malaise. The Depression caused every 25% unemployment. Something had to be done, and... And Hoover offered no support whatsoever. Hoover was terrible. Hoover was, Hoover, well, Hoover actually talked about balancing the budget. You know who else talked about balancing the budget? Candidate Roosevelt in 1932 talked about balancing the budget. He he, He did not arrive at the White House in March of 1933 having campaigned on things like the like the uh, Works Proge- Progress Act or all of the other massive amounts of spending that happened. He ran on balancing the budget. 
But once he came to office, he recognized his ability to pass legislation and have, because there was an emergency, all of a sudden he could choose not to pay attention to something that every president and every Congress had paid attention to up to that time, which was balancing the budget. The New Deal was, in fact, a breaking of a norm that had existed for the previous 160 years. In the language of that time, and the language now, in this Green New Deal, bear striking similarities, and, bear, and if the results of the New Deal in, in the 1930s were met with the, with the uh, expectations of the Green New Deal, this is, this is absolutely radical. So maybe we should stop and think about what happened the last time we pitched and enacted a New Deal. I'll have some answers for you about that right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. You own a local business or any business, and your national competition has a backroom of digital marketing minions who are eating your lunch. But you can beat them with our digital marketing experts. We're Salem Surround. We can surround potential customers with your message wherever they engage, search, surf, socialize, or review. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. We make every digital dollar count towards sales success. We won't waste your money. Salem Surround takes the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you do what you do best, run your business, while we deliver customers from everywhere. Now there are no limitations on where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Connecting you with new customers. All right, here's the great selling point of Relief Factor. Well, actually, the greatest selling point is that it works for the great majority of people who use it. But the big selling factor is really this. You can get all the pain relief benefits of Relief Factor without the negative side effects of ibuprofen. A couple of years ago, with great sciatic pain, I would take ibuprofen a lot. And it helped, but the side effects were so awful after a while that I... I just had to discontinue use, but that's not the problem with relief factor. So that's huge. So if you've been using any form of ibuprofen, now you don't have to with relief factor. Go to relieffactor.com, check out the pricing, and please give it a try because pain is pretty awful. Or call 800-500-8384. That's relieffactor.com. Hey, it's Lee Michaels here with one of the newest members to the Patriot family. So proud to be associated with the Mike Murphy team with EXP Realty. And with us is Sharon Murphy. So great to have you here, Sharon. Well, thanks, Lee. We're excited to work with the Patriot and your listeners. 
So tell us, what makes eXp Realty so different? Well, eXp is a cloud-based brokerage. We like to call it the future of real estate. A lot of people get frustrated with the gimmicks and over-promises of many other real estate agents. Who can blame them? We pride ourselves on being different. No gimmicks, just great service. When you call our number, you'll speak to me or my husband, Mike, not an inexperienced team member. That's great. So how do we get a hold of you? Give us a call at 651-216-7870 or go to MikeMurphyTeam.com. So if you're thinking of selling your home, check out Mike Murphy Team with eXp Realty, 651-216-7870 or online at MikeMurphyTeam.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Business 1440. So we're talking, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the New Deal. Not the one we have, not the one we have now, but the one we had many, many, um, many, many uh, years ago. And what came from it. Um... There was, there was an imposition at the most fundamental level into the operation of economy. So the criticism was that, that the Great Depression was be, happened, happened, why? Because of wild excesses on Wall Street, as if they were only invented in the 1920s. If you look at the history of, of recessions up to that point, eight, take 1873 or 1893 or 1907, all three of them happened before there was a Federal Reserve, and, and although the last one, the nineteen, the Panic of nineteen oh seven, was part of the impetus for the creation of the Federal Reserve, um, because there was a huge study done about what was its cause and how could we keep that from happening again. But there was a um, there was a desire to there was a desire to to keep business cycles from happening. And so there was a decrease in employment. So here's, here's an interesting statement. Let me, um, let me point out to you the, f- the following. Okay. Who said the following? I say after eight years of this administration, we have just as much unemployment as we started and an enormous debt to boot. The Speaker, Treasury Secretary Henry J. Morgenthau, best friend of one of the best friends of FDR. When did he say it? May of 1939. Okay. Which means that President Roosevelt had been in office for over six of those eight years. Right? People, when people say the un, say 
Great Depression ended unemployment, right? Didn't you learned it in high school, right? You learned you learned, right? Well, there was the Depression, FDR won, we passed the Great New Deal, boom, no more Great Depression. It's gone. No. It wasn't. You want to know what ended unemployment? Conscription during World War II ended it. Okay, conscription is forced labor. If you forced it out of the private sector into the public sector, put uniforms on it, handed them guns, and put them on ships and some on planes to go fight a war. Or actually wars, plural, because you had you had had them going in different theaters. The the our opponents were not as coordinated in their actions as we were. So that's what ended the that's what ended it. I mean that's just a simple basic fact. You pass the new deal to get people back to work. After 6 years it didn't it hadn't changed the unemployment rate from what it was in 1931, which was about 20%. Right, so this is this is a, a a very very important part. Roosevelt probably would have struggled to control unemployment had there been no World War II. It's a counterfactual; we don't know that to be the case, but it's certainly an argument worth having. Had there not been World War II, what would the unemployment rate have been in 1945? Okay, another six years afterward. So that's a that's a question that's a question that I that I think would have been worth having asked of people. What what did I would ask someone should get a microphone, not like this woman avoids microphones, but someone should get Congresswoman Ocasio Cortez to come to come to a microphone and get her to explicate on her understanding of the Great Depression and the role of the New Deal in stopping it. Chances are, like many of you, because historians don't really spend a lot of time discussing anything other than the accepted practice, and I've, I've read the history standards in talking about the Great Depression in Minnesota high schools. I spent time doing this back in the early 2000s. Um, they are almost all laudatory of of Roosevelt. And so attaching the word green in front of New Deal is an attempt to borrow from a false history, in my mind, or at least a questionable history. I really do believe it's false. It's to take that history and then attach your goal to it. But there's something more important than that that happens. There's two major impacts that is not cha- that 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 are fundamental to understanding what the New Deal did. Talked about it briefly in the previous segment. We broke a norm of the United States that the budget of the federal government would roughly be in balance. From time to time, particularly in times of war the government would borrow money. And then in times of peace, it would spend a little less than it brought in and use the surplus to pay off the debt. 
driving debt back closer to zero. It was the norm. Now, is that a good norm or not? In today's world, it would be hard to contemplate. A, it'd be, it's very hard to contemplate the impact of, you know, of, of, on financial markets of all of a sudden there being no such thing as U.S. government debt. You wouldn't be able to really understand. There'd be so much that would be different. It would be, it'd be an amazing thought experiment. We briefly talked about it in 2001 and 2002 because as we came out of the boom of the 1990s and into 2001, you started to see the level of debt in the United States drop compared to GDP to levels that were below 50%, below 40%. That's a very important point. Uh, Jim Bullard made this point at the Winter Institute uh, Thursday night. Did you know the Treaty of Maastricht, which governs all the the governments in the European Union, says that debt-to-GDP ratio should be no more than 60% for any country? I'm pretty sure I should have looked this up. I will during the break. What is currently the debt-to-GDP ratio in Germany? It's the only country that I can imagine has one that's less than 60%, that actually meets the Maastricht criterion. Every other country has a debt-to-GDP ratio that's much larger. So uh, Bullard was asked about, is there too much debt in the United States? And his answer was, I'm not sure. Um, roughly the answer. But there's an evolved... He he put it much more eloquently, but but his answer was, I don't think economists really know what the right debt-to-GDP ratio. Remember, we had this battle over, uh, this time it's different, the, the, the Rogoff and Reinhardt book, over, over whether growth slows in the economy when it reaches debt-to-GDP of 90%, and people said no. It, some said, Rogoff and Reinhardt said yes, other people said no. During the, during the, before the Great Depression, if you told them what was the right ratio, they would have said zero. And the New Deal busted that. It created a gusher of additional spending, which then placed in the hands of politicians was used to support Democrat priorities and the re-election of FDR. How much different do you think it would be this time if we had a Green New Deal? Would we just put out very neutral requests for proposals for green projects that would be funded by whatever new taxes these people would come up with? No. The RFPs are written behind closed doors by people who are looking to see who are the people who take care of me, who are the people that would favor me, what kinds of projects would they be able to win. Those are the projects we should fund. That would be what you would see happen. This is, you know, I, I, I get, we, we have this imagination that somehow, you know, that it'll be fine, but my, it'll be fine. And, and a lot of what I hear, and in fact, I'm looking at some uh, comment that, uh, that Andrew's left for me. I'm not sure if this is a comment or a caller. Um, but no, it's his. Uh, and, and, and Andrew, uh, maybe we'll talk a little bit after the break uh, together on this. Uh, but, but my point is simply, I'm less concerned about whether or not we have the right tech, whether we've solved the technical issues. And I agree that there's a lot of technical issues like, like the inability of a Tesla battery to survive in Minnesota winter. 
I'm more fundamentally concerned about a different issue. Who the heck is going to write these rules for this Green New Deal? Because when we look at what got written for deals in the old New Deal, those deals helped certain people and they absolutely put the screws to other people. I'm going to give you one example from a from a very fun, fundamental and great book from the last from the last 20 years right after this. You're listening to the King Banyan show on Business 1440. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people, they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800 518 4020. That's 800 518 4020. Are you a member of our rewards program? Yeah. I had the card here somewhere. We've all been there, rustling around for that rewards card you can't seem to find. At Business 1440, we simplified the process. All of the perks, none of the hassle. It's the Business VIP Fan Club, where you'll get early access to tickets for our events, exclusive content, prizes, and more. Sign up at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Hi, this is Lee with the Kingdom Builders. The colder weather tends to allow for more time to reflect on things. Sometimes we wonder if we're doing the right things, or at least wonder if we're doing the best things. As a business, it is easy to be distracted by the advice of others, the influence of the world's view on how things should be, and certainly by our carnal desires. We pray that as the Kingdom Builders continues, that we would never lose sight of what and who is really important. As we will certainly make mistakes in this endeavor, we trust that the Church, the Word, and the Holy Spirit will guide and direct us back on point. This is Matthew with the Kingdom Builders. We strive to have our standard be God's standard. One of the ways we do that is we regularly look to God's Word to examine our hearts and our motives because we try to glorify the Lord Jesus in everything we do. We strive to take these standards on your roof, on your gutter job, whatever it might be. Give us a call at 612-900-9166 or look us up at thekingdombuilders.net. Visit Chet Shoes this season for warm winter boots. Our Chet store in Columbia Heights features New Balance snow boots for men and women. Come in to try on the sole of a sneaker paired with the heart of a boot. Now's the time for insulated work boots. Check out our Red Wing stores and our Chet store for safety and non-safety toe options to keep you warm, dry, and supported this winter. Stop in to see us in Columbia Heights and our Red Wing stores in Circle Pines, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's.
Welcome back, King Banyan Show, Business 1440. Here's the, here's the bigger issue with the New Deal. All right, so my first concern is that, that, that it absolutely busted the norm uh, of, of balanced budgets and has led to all kinds of macroeconomic issues uh, today where we can't even contemplate a 90% debt-to-GDP ratio. People are unwilling to put any limit to the size of that ratio, be, and from it comes things I was asked questions about modern monetary theory by uh, by a, f- a graduate, uh, former student of mine, um, not terribly long ago, and he f- he finds it horrifying. Ah, it's, it is it's it's a bad deal, but but at the root of it is is this um, in the famous a very famous book by James Buchanan and Richard Wagner called Democracy and Deficit. Um, the political legacy of Keynesianism, which was enshrined in U.S. policy by the New Deal, meant that deficits would be created forever and ever. And we've built all of these structures around us such that we probably are never going to come back to a world where there's no government debt. We had people, including... um, renowned uh, libertarian conservative folks like Alan Greenspan, who had once sat in the salons uh, operated by Ayn Rand, um, coming out with statements about how difficult monetary policy would be to operate if we didn't have U.S. Treasury securities to operate on. I mean, that strikes me as, that strikes me as a very interesting turn. But I want to turn to the other point, which is the amount of control in the economy and the and the difference that happens within it. And I I do this to remind people of an old court case from the 1930s, um, which is titled uh, uh, Schechter Poultry Corp. versus United States. Okay, uh, this was decided in 1935. Okay, so just to give you the facts of this. Officers swarmed Schechter Poultry, kicking up sawdust and sending chickens flapping in all directions. They arrested Joseph Schechter and his three sons, Martin, Alex, and Aaron, the owners of this business specializing in providing kosher chickens to local Jewish businesses and customers. A New York grand jury had indicted the family on 60 counts of violating provisions of one of FDR's New Deal laws. Their crimes... Buying and selling chicken in a manner not approved by the newly formed National Recovery Administration, which was one of the first acts of the New Deal. The trial court found them guilty, fined them $8,500. That's in 1935. That would be in excess of $150,000 in today's terms. This guy is a poultry butcher. Right? Now, it's interesting, right? Because, of course, what, how did Herbert Hoover sweep into office in 1928? Right? He had a, he hit the Republican platform was a chicken in every pot and a car in every garage, right? Remember that? That part the history books will remind you, and they will tell you they're right, and they'll say he absolutely failed. Right? Um, so, so what happened was that, that he had, he had created, uh, they had created during this, during this time, this, this national, 
the National uh, Recovery Act, okay, which uh, the National Recovery Administration, which was from the National Recovery Act. What it did was it said, look, they looked and said, what we want is we want bigger bigger businesses. We can control costs and we can do a better job of providing goods to people at low prices if we only get our businesses to be bigger. So it had a bias against small businesses. It was a, it was infatuated with the same stories about economies of scale that had infatuated the Soviets in the previous decade. So if, so they, what they wanted was business to sit down with labor, to sit and make these broad agreements. Now, I'm not calling anybody with a new deal, and I don't call... Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez or Senator Merkley or any of the folks promoting the Green New Deal anything other than patriots they are misguided as heck wrong in many very in some very fundamental ways but I don't think their intentions are malign I don't think the intentions of FDR in promoting the National Re- Recovery Administration were evil they're just tremendously bad and caught caught up in this issue okay so here you've got these kosher butchers now the Schecters are are jewish german butchers they barely spoke english um so and they are being told uh, operating a kosher butchery they're being told things such as being sure that on their forms they had the nra emblem of the blue eagle they had to they had to make things look and what their biggest issue was they wanted there to you have to charge low charge a certain price so so what happened was they had they had they had they went to court and the courts in fact struck down parts of the national recovery act because of what had happened to the Schecters. They had had their business kicked in. They had their business kicked in. And they went to court and they sued and they won. Because their rights, their rights as members of, uh, 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 as citizens of the United States, were that they would be able not to, they would be able to get out from, from under such onerous regulation. I don't know what's inside the mind of a, of, of a legislator. I'm not saying that they're crazy, that they've got foolish ideas. I'm just saying I can't, I can't, I can't read the thoughts of some of, of the folks that would propose a Green New Deal. But here's what I know, and I'll come to it by way of a poem. It was suggested in a piece by. Uh, by uh, uh, in, in an interview many years ago with Amity Schles, um, whose book I highly, highly recommend to you about about the Great Depression, uh, the book The Forgotten Man, a new history of the Great Depression. I highly, highly recommend this book. Uh, and and uh, along with it, I would recommend uh, Bert Folsom's book uh, New Deal or Raw Deal. Uh, which is which is a little more focused on the policies of of uh, Roosevelt at the time. These are alternative histories that I think are rooted in good 
in good understanding of economics and good understanding of the politics. So Amity was on was on uh, a Russ Roberts podcast. This is 10, 11, maybe even 12 years ago. And I saved this poem that she had referenced by Ogden Nash that was done right around this time called One From One Leaves Two. Let me just, let me, it, it'll come up momentarily on, on uh, Twitter, on Twitter at pound KBRS. Higgledy piggledy my black hen, she lays eggs for gentlemen. Gentlemen come every day to count what my black hen doth lay. If perchance she lays too many, then my fine hen a pretty penny. If perchance she fails to lay, then the gentleman a bonus pay. In other words, a description of when she produces a lot, then prices fall. When she produces a little, prices rise for eggs. Mumbledy pumbledy my red cow, she's cooperating now. At first she didn't understand the milk production must be planned. She didn't understand it first. She either had to plan or burst, but now the government reports she's giving pints instead of quarts. Government controls are being used to control prices. Fiddle-dee-dee, my next-door neighbors, they are giggling at their labors. First they plant the tiny seed, then they water, then they reed, then they hoe and prune and lop, and then they raise a record crop. Then they laugh their sides asunder and plow the whole caboodle as- under. Abracadabra, thus we learn. The more you create, the less you earn. The less you earn, the more you're given. The less you lead, the more you're driven. The more destroyed, the more they feed. The more you pay, the more they need. The more you earn, the less you keep. Now I lay me down to sleep. I pray my soul to keep. If the tax collector hasn't gotten it before I wake. We'll be back after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on Business 1440. Business 1440 is KYCR Golden Valley. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to getethos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. Getethos.com. Getethos.com. Looking for future leaders we can trust and believe in? Look no further than the high school student athletes right here in Minnesota. High school sports teach young people how to be effective leaders. It begins by making their grades and being on time for practice. It includes learning to listen, following directions, accepting responsibility, being a good role model. And it's about respect for officials, opponents, 
the rules and each other. The result? It transcends sports. It gives us hope for the future. High school sports. There's so much more than just a game. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988. At 4imprint, we make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. Anytime I, King Bangan, here on the King Bangan Show on Business 1440, anytime I hear someone wants to do something massive, my reaction is to say, how about if you start with something small? I prefer things that are more incremental. It's kind of my nature. When I hear people say moonshot, I, I my first reaction is, is to recoil like, well, that's kind of Okay, I appreciate you wanting to be bold, but have you researched it? I actually encourage my the people that I that work for me here, the faculty and staff in the School of Public Affairs, to think about moonshots that help our students. Uh, using the term terminology from uh, venture capitalist uh, Peter Diamandis, I, I I believe in moonshots, but I always want to be careful because the because I don't get to take money from someone else to finance my moonshot. I have to use money that has a cost in terms of something I won't get to do. What happened to the Schecters back in nineteen in the nineteen thirties was that they were trying to they were being told by an a, a poultry council in the state of New York they had to obey these laws that were given by the National Recovery Act. At the same time, they also needed to obey another set of laws. The kosher laws of the rabbis in the synagogues around their around their facilities. It wasn't a ruling regarding religious liberty. It was a ruling about the Commerce Clause and about the Tenth Amendment. Very seldom does the Tenth Amendment get get ruled on here. But the point is the point is to do such things that the Green New Deal says it wants to do, that like it's going to require it's going to require safe, affordable, adequate housing, that, and the government will provide it, a salubrious diet of healthy food, okay, which the Schecters could have helped with, and a government-guaranteed job. Then aren't we, in fact, in the world of one less one means two? 
aren't we in that particular world of imagining such great things again i my belief is that this is that the piece that was written and put up by 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 Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Merkley is an attempt to do some some signaling for their particular group, their particular tribe, to build the affiliation of the 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 loyalty of those folks that are super interested in the cause of uh, of uh, global uh, not not just global warming but but the use of global warning warming as a way to control choices that other people make. They're saying, we want to lead your project. But that project requires an, a massive amount of control being handed over to a central authority. Here's the bad part of the Schechter decision. What the justices said, and by the way, it wasn't one of those 5-4 things. It was a 9-0 vote. That the Schecters could could continue to to do business in the way they wanted to, rather than the way some council in New York City told them to do. Or all too much, way too much control of of power into the hands of people who are going to use it for the purposes of maintaining that power. Because that's what that's what politicians do. The, the job of a politician is to gain office and once there, stay there. And the way they stay there is by continuing to receive votes. It'd be lovely to think that, that they, they get votes by serving the public. But the rules of elections are such that you need 50% plus one vote. So you can tell the 49%, well... It's tough being you. I got my 51% so I can move on. And and so they did. And example after example after example, not just the Schecters, but decision after decision. This is why this is why Franklin Delano Roosevelt wanted to pack the courts in 1936. These types of decisions were upsetting him because it was it was halting the plans they have in place. This is why courts really matter, and it's why we, we should be concerned that if if a plan like this was to actually gain traction and had the possibility of being signed into law by, by a president, whomever might come after President Trump, be it in 2021 or 2025, that the thing that stood in the way before and the thing that probably would have to stand in the way again in that case would be a Supreme Court that would be asking, you know, did you violate the Commerce Clause? Did you, in fact, do I not have property rights to enforce these things? It is the it is one of my favorite words. I don't use it often on the show, but it is one of my favorite words. It is hubris. H u b r i s. I'll spell it for I'll spell it for uh, the New York Yan- New York Yankees fans. H u b r i s. Hubris. To think that you would know how many electric cars should be and where they should be, how many of those cars will be able to start on a minus 15 degree morning in Minnesota. Are you able to figure that out? 
No. So what does? What leads to it? Well, that's the beauty of those principles textbooks that were written by Samuelson and by McConnell and by many others. The beauty of them is they teach us that markets allocate. Markets figure out the problem by using a decentralized system as opposed to a centralized system. That decentralized system is what the market economy is. And when it's allowed to move things around, what happens? Electric cars are in low demand in places where it gets really cold in the winter or really hot in the summer, and they're in higher demand in places where the temperatures are always moderate. That's as it should be. And the market will decide where and when a particular butcher can set up to sell kosher chickens. That's also as it should be. And that's why you should be thinking about this Green New Deal. Don't be worrying. Don't be worrying about about the green part of that. Hey, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back here again next week with another episode of the King Banyan Show on Business fourteen forty. So you've been exploring solutions for your hair loss. You've seen ads from the national chains. You've researched the alternative products that cost a fortune, but there seem to be no guarantees. So here's good news for you. This is Dennis Prager. Go to INeedMoreHair.com and see what their hair transplant specialists are doing for men and women like you. The consultations are free. Their doctors have given patients in Hollywood and worldwide a full head of hair. They can do the same for you. You'll see a more confident reflection of yourself. In fact, they guarantee your results in writing, and their prices are some of the best in the business, as low as $3 per graft. So stop searching and go to INeedMoreHair.com. Call their office in Egan for your free consultation. Get the permanent solution to your hair loss at INeedMoreHair.com. INeedMoreHair.com. Experience you can trust. Prices you can afford. Policies issued by American General Life Insurance Company, Houston, Texas. Not available in all states. For details, visit AIGdirect.com. If you're young and healthy, you don't need life insurance, right? Yeah, that's what I used to think, too. Until my brother died at 38. Joe left his wife with two kids, a mortgage, and a stack of bills she couldn't pay. Mary had to sell the house and move everybody into this tiny two-bedroom apartment just to make ends meet. I never want to do that to my wife, so I got life insurance. I called AIG Direct and was really surprised how affordable it is. Just $14 a month for $250,000 of term life coverage. Listen, if you have a family, you should seriously think about getting life insurance. You'll feel a lot better having it. Trust me. Call AIG Direct for a free, no-obligation quote. The call takes less than five minutes, and you could save up to 70%. Call now. 1-800-981-0472. That's 1-800-981-0472. 1-800-981-0472. Hi, this is Tom Barrett, president of Lean Partners. We are celebrating 15 years of helping Minnesota companies dramatically improve their margins, delivery, quality, and generate capacity. We'd like to recognize a few of our clients by having them share their story. Hi, I'm John Lewis, CEO of Trex Commercial Products. We manufacture architectural railings and other products for stadiums, arenas, commercial buildings, and performing arts facilities nationwide. Tom and his colleagues have worked with our team to create significant additional production capacity without adding labor or acquiring more space. We've experienced rapid growth over the past several years, and Lean Partners help has enabled us to increase margins while gaining market share. More importantly, our work with Lean Partners has instilled a culture of continuous improvement throughout our organization, which has truly transformed our business. Thanks, John. 
Are you interested in a customized plan to improve your business performance? Visit MyLeanPartners.com. That's MyLeanPartners.com.